All right, so uh, we're we're in round two of this. Uh, the audio recording uh, wasn't happening, um, which is unfortunate. Um, just to you know, just to kind of glaze over some really passionate things that we were talking about. Um, uh, social injustice in America is at an all time high. There's so many things that we could be doing to kind of fix all of this. Um, we've got you know things happening in America that are so just unprofoundly racist racist and systematically racist um, that we need to cover and go through. And, and Julius, you know, I've given you this platform. Or we have this platform together. Um, and, you know, I'm never going to, you know, I, I'm, I'm moving away from having my own podcast because I'd rather have a podcast with you so you have a platform to speak on. And, and, and we got through that and I'm going to let Julius kind of get back through this and kind of cover what we were doing. Um, and this is going to be really quick and, you know, unfortunately quick because of what's happened with the audio recording, but (laughs) here we go. Back to normal. Back to normal. All right. So, and it's your turn on chess, by the way. Oh shit. Okay. Well, I guess one of the last things you're talking about was, um, the holdout, right? Yeah. So the holdout with the NBA how significant that was and comparison i guess to you know what had gone and happened with colin kaepernick and how he was kind of the the front runner to uh to this kind of not necessarily a narrative but just bringing light to a situation that is affecting the nation as a whole especially for people of color like myself um but the holdout in itself, you know, obviously it was due to the shooting in Wisconsin where a gentleman got shot seven times in the back by a police officer and how unfortunate that was. It's not unfortunate. That was, that happened. Yeah. Like, don't, 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 don't say fact. unfortunately that happened. That just is something that happened. Pearl Harbor happened. 9-11 happened. We can't sit here and disregard, like, and say, oh, unfortunately, that happened. No, this shit just happens. Cops shoot black people. At a very disproportionate rate um, from any other, you know, ethnic group in America. And at some, at some point, you got to take a step back. It's like, what's what's really going on? What's really happening out here? Yeah. Why aren't people of color being protected in the same way? Why can't we interact in the same way as anybody else in this nation? We're not all criminals. We're not all out there doing stuff. And, and one of the, the worst or the most frustrating arguments for me is when I'll see somebody be like, well, he should have complied. Or, hey, this guy was – Fuck you. Was, yeah, uh, he had drug charges and he was had a, his felonies. Do and you like, really have something in your hand right there that's telling you like this exactly, guy? Exactly. Yeah, like I, how – what kind of you know discernment does that police officer have in the moment? It's like, hey, yeah, this guy deserves – and he never deserves to die because he's not a judge, jury, or executioner. What his job is to do is to, you know, alleviate a situation, take control, and let the law do what it's supposed to do, regardless of what's happening, you know. So that's that's one of the most frustrating things for me when I see people talking about, like, hey, yeah, this guy was a child predator. He deserved to die. Like, he don't know that in the moment. Like, what if it was me? getting pulled over on the side of the street and I get shot like what are you going to pull up next my my late library book fees because 
you know, unfortunately, a police officer who sees me is going to see a, a man of, you know, color, a black man, and he's going to do pretty much whatever he wants to do because he thinks he's going to be protected by whatever. You, police union, different things that they yeah. have in places where they can't be punished by their actions in the field. No one else has that protection. And if you're a person right now that thinks that America is a beautiful place because of our troops and you support our troops and you love them troops, you're a fucking idiot. Because the police officers here in America have more lethal rights and are protected by more people than the people that are overseas. The people that are actually serving our country, doing justice to our country. If you think for one fucking second that supporting the troops really determines how America goes, you're an idiot. It's about supporting the people that are here in the United States, understanding that we are flawed over here and that we by no means have the moral uh, justice hammer figure, the, 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 uh, the, the balance figured out to go over to another country and say, this is how you shouldn't be living because we don't know how to live over here. And the fact that cops are like, they might as well be like God's chosen at this point. And I'm <laughs> done with it. We can't have this anymore. Uh, we really need to speak out against the social justice and the racial, the systematic race, racism that is happening throughout police, police departments, throughout the government, throughout, you know, just society in general. We really have to throw this, like, we have to get out there. We have to vote. We've really got to make a difference here. And, I'm I'm so sorry. We're I think me and you are both kind of burned out on talking about it. We're ready to talk yeah. about our fun stuff, and um, but that's you know that's really what I wanted out of that. You know, and I I love that we went long winded on that, and that was my favorite part. And I'm so glad that I like we have this platform together, and I will celebrate that, and I will be an ally till I die. Wakanda forever. forever at home, yeah, man. that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, that is, and that's the conversation we're gonna have. We're gonna kind of skip forward, man. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, so Chadwick uh, Boseman kinda, died. Kind of still in stride. What we're kind of trying to talk about right now, but yeah, mm. Chadwick Chadwick died, and and it was a real big blow um, to you know the community, the Black and African American community, because you know. Even me personally, as a kid, you know, growing up, and you know, you have comic books out there, you have superheroes, but you really don't have anyone to identify with because there's always some. I want to say great white savior because that sounds really racist on my part, but like I don't identify with Jesus Superman. wasn't white, by the way, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, whether or not Jesus was Middle Eastern or he was white. Yeah, there's no Superman identifying with. There's no Batman I'm identifying with. There's no Spider-Man I'm identifying with. And the only person I had was an off-brand black, uh, a Green Lantern, uh, and Black Volt. Black Volt. So I remember Black Super, Volt. Super Volt. Yeah, Super Volt. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know exactly what you're black talking about. Black Lightning. Or yeah. Uh, a couple of names. You look at the comic book renaissance and when it happened in America, it blatantly left out uh, people of color in any kind of sense. And I think that the best thing that's happened since Marvel uh, has really started up with these movies, and we and we look at this in, in an amazing sense, and we're, we're going to build to what really matters here. Um, what happened 
with Marvel doing all of this and Disney buying a, 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 them and really just like bringing this to the forefront is that they understood that the diversity needed to happen. And diversity started happening in a lot of different ways, uh, especially in female empowerment, which was amazing. You have characters like Black Widow, Captain Marvel, yeah, and like, uh, I mean, and then Scarlet Witch. And my favorite, and and what you spoiler alert here for like a couple people here that aren't comic book uh, readers is Thor uh, becoming a woman. Uh, so uh, you got that to look forward to in the next couple movies. Um, uh, but then we see this like you know the Avengers happens and then more stories start happening uh, I didn't see that move by the way um, that's unfortunate um, and then we eventually get into this build of like okay it's okay to be um, different it's okay to be you know somebody else and understand and go with um, I goofed that's my blunder <laughs> Uh, Do you be... tell me we're playing chess? Yeah, we're playing we're chess. We're playing chess right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we eventually get to the build of the Black Panther movies. And there were people that were like, they're not going to do this the right way. They're going to do this very wrong. It's not going to be okay. And oh my God, were they wrong? Because that movie changed everything. The soundtrack, the box office it changed everything it was such a cultural event and i can honestly say personally i saw black panther in theaters which i hate going to theaters i saw it five times because i loved it so much every single time and wakanda forever that cast was amazing the story was great and it gave a real good duality of you know being raised away from your culture and yeah. um or then people who are, you know, enamored in it, like Black Panther versus, what was it, Killmonger. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a great, like, duality. And, I mean, there's there are some flaws, like, graphically and stuff. And that's oh, just don't limitations. get that shit. Yeah, that's don't a, get that's, that shit. I'm just saying that because that's what people like to nitpick. But the sense of pride, like, I can remember the nights, you know, going there and seeing on Facebook people dressing up a full like coming back to America garb and bullshit oh, like that. Yeah, that, that was got really like, hard for a second. <laughs> people like Nigerians like going to the theaters with. And you're second generation Nigerian. I'm, I'm first generation. First generation. My parents. You're first generation. My first generation. Yeah. But people are going to the theaters with like Nigerian food, like home food they were bringing out there, like jollof rice and. I don't want to get into that because that's a whole other thing. But I was just like, wow. Because I remember as a kid, like I said it already before, you don't have anybody to identify. I remember one Halloween, I dressed up as a G.I. Joe because, you know, propaganda and, you know, yeah. all that good stuff. But I remember specifically the mask was a white soldier's mask. And that's all I had to, all I had to put on, uh, you know. And I'm You're going to get canceled yeah, for that later. I'll get canceled for that later. <laughs> I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some pictures somewhere like this why is this black kid wearing this white G.I. Joe mask? But uh the sense of pride and all all the other benefits that, you know, Black Panther was able to provide, it's just a real tough loss having that figurehead. Even what whether he's fictional or not, like the things he represented, um Well we're gonna get to that. Being gone. Because so. he was literally the Black Panther. Yeah. And I'm not going to let anybody ever tell me otherwise because that dude, 
from 2016 until he, 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 he decided to rest in power. This dude was dealing with colon cancer. Yeah. Crazy. Didn't tell nobody. You know, it was like really personal for him and he kept it a secret. And that just shows more like the character of his own, you know, his own self. He, he put aside his own life to build a legacy through film and media and his persona that young black children are living that, you know, even yourself, dude, you're in your thirties now, man. Yeah. And you're, you are finding power through that. Definitely finding a lot of pride in that. This guy put his whole life aside and dedicated. He, he, he said, you know what? I'm going to make a legacy. I'm going to make this a legacy. And we owe him everything. Because you look at like what was happening to him in his tweets late in his life when he was losing all that weight and people were like, Oh, he's into crack now and yeah. stuff like that. Like yeah. If you were one of those people, you're a piece of shit. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like yeah. no like stay in your lane, one yeah. one. And don't judge people because you don't know what they're going through. You don't know you have no idea what's and happening in their life. It's really upsetting to see like all this, you know, oh we didn't know, yeah, but you're out here making fun of them. Because you can't, because it's low-hanging fruit. It's easy to do, to make yourself feel better. But at the end of the day, like, who is that really helping? It's helping nobody. No. So. And so what we really need to remember out of all this, and, and what I will always remember out of this beautiful time period that we were able to construct uh, here in America through comic books, which is the irony of the entire thing, is we need to celebrate this man's life. And we need to really just be here uh, together, even as nerds, uh, even, you know, like, and celebrate what Black Panther was and how, how crucial he was to just being like a comic book nerd. Cause we needed that. And I, I will appreciate him and what he's done and the avenues that he's opened up for like, you know, black actors, black actresses everywhere, not only through his message and through what's going on, but just, Hey dude, uh, not everybody's got to be Kent, uh, Lando Calrissian, right? the only black dude in Star Wars. Sorry, Charles Gambino. I liked you in that role, but I was there for it. Yeah, that was post Black Panther, though. Yeah, it was, was post Black Panther, and it was only Lando. Lando's the only one I could identify with. Then the dude from Star Trek, but he was like a Klingon, so he really wasn't black, but he was black. What was his name? I forget his name. But yeah, he there wasn't very many uh, heroes to look towards. There wasn't there wasn't very many horizons to look at. I mean, you're so whitewashed by Star Wars at the point when Lando gets introduced, you're just like, he's white, right? <laughs> like, wait, he owns things. Wait, wait. <laughs> Dude, the Empire really does strike back, doesn't it? God dang. Uh, but I'm excited for that. And in, in in one of the things, you know, we were watching this movie, we were seeing a lot of like trailers and stuff like that. That Tenet movie is coming out. Yeah, and I'm so excited about that. Uh, like that's unreal for me to see because it's a Christopher Nolan movie and I know it's going to be like I don't understand this <laughs> and I'm going to have to try well, to I'm understand I'm going to watch something. it like two or three yeah, times yeah. I remember uh, my first time watching Inception I was like why is the top still spinning at the end and then you're still thinking heavy and that music's just in the background he just tries to shake you down, like, oh, yeah. mentally. He, he, he really does. Yeah, I think he does it on a, a lot of different levels, too. He's really, like, good at, like, understanding 
his energy so much that he can put it out onto you like, all right, I'm feeling this so much. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I'll always love Christopher Nolan uh, for a lot of different reasons. And the, the Batman series was Oh, fire. yeah. The Batman trilogy was amazing. Even even without the true ending that he wanted, too. Yeah. So, like, he was so... He, he is so adept to overcoming adversity and different things that are going on. And that's why I'm so excited that we see Chadwick Boseman open up, like, black dudes can be main characters. Yeah. And now we've got this guy in Tenet. Here we go. I can't wait for that uh, black James Bond running out of time with Idris Elba. He's getting fucking old. Now, so. wait a second. No, hold on. <laughs> I'm joking. Dude, James Bond for me, like will always be like if you're not cool and if you're not like doing like the most and pulling all the ladies and doing all that stuff you're not James Bond is that yellow and that's fucking like, smooth yeah and Idris Elba all day could do all that. day I think they were talking about a woman James Bond too right uh, uh that's that's a bridge too far it's your turn oh it is my turn okay <clears throat> perfect but I can't remember where we even left off in this last recording will we talk about the rockets at all yet or? yeah we'd already talked about the rockets we we kind of knocked that out um you know we're at tenant and then i mean we really look like honestly right now it's just us bullshitting playing chess because i'm super mad we lost that recording <laughs> and i'd rather like sit here and bullshit about anything um so th- like i like i've said before and th- this is really me just learning like a lot about like understanding like these platforms and understanding what's going on right now, because I, I am like, this is really easy for me to just be like, Oh yeah, publish it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and so I, I don't know. Like it, it's weird. It's, I, I know, I know it's weird and I know it's like strange, but I, I know that it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Is to sit here and talk to you about like anything and everything, not only because of me, you know, like, being brave enough to like create my platform and then being brave enough to ask you to be on this platform. No, it's about dude. Like I, I really feel like I have something to say. And I think that you have something to say too. And it doesn't matter if it reaches like two or three people, it reaches everybody. Yeah. I mean, there's a, because I said in the, I think the earlier recording we had, it was just as a natural thing for us to talk like this because we've been friends for so long and we have that familiarity with each other. <clears throat> so it makes me comfortable in being able to talk about things I won't ever talk about with anybody, especially with you know race relations or what have you. Damn, dude, you could knock me out of the park there. Oh man, that was what I was setting up too. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I also want to shout out Charlie real quick because we did this in the last. Oh yeah, morning. Charlie, we're thank playing you so chess much. Yeah. Because our friend Charlie uh, Sperlin is is forcing his hand and making us be better intellectually yeah he really is so. like he really is making us like that much smarter <laughs> and I, I appreciate it i love challenging him like on the nights that i get able to because it we just get lost in conversation start playing chess it's so much fun and i'll always appreciate that but um i mean that being like dude we we were we crushed out <laughs> we like were, i'm we were so rolling. mad we were rolling but you know what i'm really glad that like that is our lost audio yeah, I mean, it was you know, this conversation like, we this had is with the, each other. This is the first time. Now we'll know we'll never let that happen again. We have all the systems in place. We're unlike the boomers, uh, <laughs> if you if you will. Because they're, like, if something happened to them like this, 
they would just quit everything that they're doing. They're not resilient enough with technology where we're willing enough to like go through the trials and tribulations of like understanding. Uh, and this is something that I say to like customers, like on a daily oh. basis dealing with tech, <laughs> like I'm just like, Hey, um, you know, the difference between me and you is that if you handed me a slide ruler or a slide calculator, I would take the time to figure out and understand how to You're learn it. about abacus? And it's an abacus or a slide ruler and everything like that. Like, I would take the time to learn it and understand it. And that way I could implement it into different things in different areas of my life because I know that this is here for a reason. Whereas boomers, if you hand them an iPhone that can do anything and everything that they've ever been able to do in front of a computer their entire life, they disregard it completely. <laughs> and they hand it over to the young people to fix. Like, that's where we're at in America, too. Yeah. It's a... Uh, I mean, I work retail. I work for Best Buy for almost 11 years. And, uh, yeah, dealing with people at that level, like, just... It's just tough, man, because they're really not pliable enough mentally to even... Consider such po- uh, possibilities. Oh, no. They they do not... Like, when problems become their problems, it becomes somebody else's problem. Exactly. Yeah. Gotta love it. Um, but I guess we can start talking about something like uh, Man City. So that's oh, the last thing we're talking you. about. God damn it. Yeah. I always gotta bring we can it up. Close it. We can close this on sports. <laughs> I'm okay with this being like a sports rant. Uh, we've talked about the Rockets and everything that we believe in and we love and how it benefit, benefited them with everything that happened. They they were strong enough through Zell Moore in the organization to actually back out of that game. Fuck. Uh, actually, you fucked yourself kind of there. Wait, what did you just do? I just took my... Oh, okay. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah, so... And, and we'll say this again because it deserves explanation... Uh, for people that are non-soccer uh, friends of mine. Uh, imagine uh, be living in New York or, you know, L.A., and you had a lot of teams to cheer for, right? And they're major teams, and they're very good, like the Yankees, the Mets, the Dodgers, the Padres, the, you know, whoever it is, you know, that, that exists in those towns. We are both fans of teams from Manchester and he cheers for Manchester city and I cheer for Manchester United. We're very passionate about this. (laughs) We care about this very much. Um, We're getting messy. We're getting uh, messy. I just just tried to not say it. We're getting messy. So one of the best players that's ever existed to play the game um, without a doubt, without a doubt, there's literally nothing you can say. About this person. He is the best player to ever play the game. He just got released from a contract that he's had in front of him for seven years. Literally had a $700 million release clause. All he had to do was not show up to preseason and it was gone. And so there's something that exists a little bit deeper called FIFA Fair Play. Where you have to have X amount of money available uh, for, you know, the academy, your, your younger people and your older people and your veterans and your superstars. It's it's like a smarter salary cap. 
Manchester City has the only money available to take <laughs> take this motherfucker on because he got released on a free. And a free means that he's just available to the entire market. Um, and I, I, I'll get into that later. That'll be something I talk about. But, yeah, this dumb asshole's team is about to get a lot better. Yeah. Shout out Man City. It's time to uh, grab the window, man, because we have, like, Champions League was disappointing. You know, um, Premier League has been disappointing because we really gave the ass up way too early on the uh, the season. And uh, Well, dude, to be honest, like, no one's ever going to top your season that you won. It was crazy. Yeah, that was insane. It was crazy. Liverpool didn't lose. They lost one game, maybe. So they're not the Invincibles. Um, but damn, like that was like Liverpool really did just benefit from being consistent, and you guys just decided to lose any game you could all season yep. long. It was ridiculous the games you were losing, and every time I kept thinking like, "Oh, like they suck. We can catch them," and we didn't catch you, but. We shouldn't have been as close as possible to you. Um, it's Man City or Man City. Man United is a perennial, the perennial winners. Like they're always going to have a pretty decent team, and uh, you're always kind of like not necessarily in the hunt, but like always able to push yourself to a higher level. Yeah, and, and we had Sir Alex Ferguson during that time. That's who you're like kind of thinking of during this time is that you know we're we're really good with our history but our history is at the point where it's just not there anymore mm. and so we kind of look at it in a sense of um sir alex sir alex ferguson is gone and um we have to really do everything we can to get over it and i think finally we're at that point with uh ole and uh, I'm really excited about, like, what's going to happen for us next year. We just signed somebody today. I'm really hyped up for him. Uh, his name is um, uh, Vanderbeek. Van, Van uh, he is a Dutch dude. And I love Dutch players already because I, I'm, I was so fortunate enough to have Dutch neighbors. And, like, the influence they had on how I played soccer and did everything and just, like, watched just because I started watching that team alone. Like, I'll never forget that. It was amazing to just be able to, like, do, uh, you know, soccer in that sense. A different way of, like, living almost. Um, fuck, dude. I'm playing hella passive right now. I can kind of be you aggressive right now. But I'll just do this move right but here. But shout out uh, Champions League winners. Oh, Bayern Munich, for sure. But... Uh... Season's about to start up again. Boom. Boom goes the dynamite. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. All I can say is that those kits you sent me from Man City are going to be so fire when I order it. So they look like drapes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, the new the new jerseys just got launched, uh, like, a couple days ago. And Manchester City's drapes. <laughs> sorry, jersey. <laughs> it is... It's really something to behold. It's it's interesting. And uh, I don't know who designed that. I don't know whose daughter designed that or son. 
<laughs> the son did. Messi's daughter or something. Messi's. Who's probably also autistic. <laughs> All right. So that was a joke that I made when uh, Mike and I were texting back and forth about uh, Man City presenting Messi. And then he sent me the pictures of our new kits. And if you have a chance to go look them up, look them up. They're like baby pink and baby blue. Really 1980s, like. It's your drapes. It's drapes. It's your man. drapes. And I was like, yeah. Like, we live in a society where drapes aren't even a thing anymore. <laughs> but Manchester City's out here making sure that we all know. I'll remember. Drapes like, were oh, a thing. Oh, that was, that was yeah. a thing back then. But yeah, I made a joke saying that, yeah, Messi looked great in him because he's autistic. And, <laughs> and I, if you ever listen to Messi's. Uh, interviews or he is autistic he is on the spectrum for sure yeah brilliant soccer player but he's he's on the spectrum he's not i mean the dude likes pepsi instead of coke so (laughs) that in and of itself yeah that's enough that in and of itself is done we all know now buddy uh jesus christ this is hard to do this is kind of what i wanted to happen anyway but i didn't want to lose that audio like that was amazing. <laughs> and audio, I think it was like what thirty minutes worth. Yeah, almost. thirty minutes worth. Uh, it was pretty, pretty good stuff. Um. <laughs> well, but dude, like it's all. It doesn't make sense anymore now. All the notes we took. Like yeah. I, I've literally like tried to decide like how I want this to go, and it. I took the time to make the notes. Yeah, we had a format. Get it going. We yeah, a, like we're at this. We had now. a schedule. We were trying to get this shit popping for Babatunde by Buchek. And then that happens. And then talking to ourselves, which is fun. Yeah, which was great because I feel like I feel better now. I feel lighter. <laughs> what was your move? Uh, I haven't moved yet. That's okay. Move. Um, so he's up on me quite substantially. I've lost my queen to him through a blind move that he baited me into. So Definitely baited you, though. I yeah. Um, I do have the ability to kind of rain some terror on him. Maybe. I just don't know if I want to do it the way I want to. Oh, snap. Okay. Okay. Thought you almost got me. No, no, no. Um, Not there yet. Let's talk about... uh, That's it. It's one page, bro. One page. One page. It's fine. Uh, Did we talk about the St. Arnold's in this this, uh, conversation? Yeah, I mean, I kind of bypassed it. The beer. Yeah, so another, I guess, angle of our podcast is we're going to be trying to drink beers... uh, Every new time. beer every every time yeah. and trying to discuss what's going on with that and we're drinking the St. Arnold's fancy lawnmower and I say fancy because I remember Mike giving me shit for not saying fancy but um, it's a good beer it's a light beer it's, it was a Kolsch she said Kolsch it's a Kolsch I'm more of a IPA guy myself on my uh, craft beer journey but uh, it's it's good sounds it's, like you said crack beer journey crack beer journey. Craft beer. Craft beer. <laughs> but if you have some crack... <laughs> don't worry. The cops will place it on you, dude. You'll exactly. always have exactly. crack. Always have you crack don't crack have to worry about that. Dude. Yeah, so... It's light. It's smooth. It's not bad. It's not I, bad. I, you know, I'll always appreciate St. Arnold. It's a Houston. Uh, it's out of Houston. And they do a good job. I... It, like, they got really popular for doing some, like, crazy beers for a long time. They, they were called Divinity. Or, uh, I think that was just, like, the name of one of them. They're doing, like, these quad box. Like, just unreal beers that nobody would ever think of to make or do. 
And uh, they got really popular with that. Even to the point where, like, there was a Victoria restaurant that was, like, holding, like, a keg of that shit. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a lot of fun, like, to be a part of. But, good lord, was it strong. Like, in, and so I always respect them. And that St. Arnold's always kind of does, you know, everything I've ever wanted it to do. And, you know, get me drunk. And, uh, <laughs> Is it my turn or your turn? Uh, it's my turn. Why'd you do that? Why wouldn't I do that? I mean, I have to do this. Yeah. It's, well, it's a sacrifice. Um, can't. Yeah, I can't. Uh, ooh, no. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Yeah, we're yeah, still. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think we're gonna wrap this one up. Like, <laughs> I, I, like we tried to like salvage this, and it was just too hard. I'm still gonna publish it as it is. The, like, this is amazing. I'm not gonna edit this at all. Like it, there's no other things to go to the page. <laughs> Just in case, yeah, there were no kind of dizzy magic uh, here. But yeah, uh, sorry that we got we really lost some really good audio, and I'm, you know, unfortunately it it was something that was going to make America a little bit better. No, I felt like it would. Yeah, but anyway, uh, y'all be good. We we both love you, Jay. Uh, zip it up. Get out and vote. Fuck all that, dude. <laughs> How's that? How's that? <laughs>